He'd have to go through it all again in the morning for Sunray. He had two glasses of orange juice, and then the I.O. told him that there was a detective coming up from Castle Ray, a chap called Rennie, and would he wait up for him? He was left to wait in the mess, stretched out on the sofa, able to doze. The company commander had been gushing, the I.O. had been cool, Armstrong and Wilkins had been jealous as tomcats. He hadn't spoken of the sledgehammer attack on a wet, rotten front door, nor of being snagged in the hall by a pram that stank of nappy urine, nor of pounding up the carpetless stairs, nor of a kiddie of seven or eight years who had taken on the soldiers to help his father, nor of a proud woman who had spat her hatred at his men. He didn't think they'd want to know. Sam might want to know, when he'd finished with the detective and had a hell of a sleep and a bath if he could find any hot water, he'd write to her. He was thinking of Sam, drowsily and happily, when the ceiling light billowed across the mess. "'Are you Mr. Ferris?' the scrape of the Belfast accent. Ferris sat up. "'That's me.' It was a huge man that towered over him, his size accentuated by Ferris's position on the sofa. "'I'm Rennie, Detective Chief Inspector Rennie.' He spoke the word slowly, as if the rank gave him pride. Ferris sat up, rubbed his eyes. "'Howard Rennie, Castle Ray. I hear you buggers have been fardarsing with us.' "'I beg your pardon?' Ferris yawned. The mess was bloody arctic. He stood and tucked his shirt down into his trouser waist. The police lift men in Belfast these days, if you didn't know. The military provide support, if requested. I can do without clever buggers. You've no right to come in here into our mess with that sort of language on your face. I like a man out of his bed into the Land Rover down to Castle Ray while he's still asleep. I like him stripped and weighed and checked in his cell before he's had time to think. I have to work on him, young fellow, and I've shit all time to do it, as you'd know if you took the trouble to read the P of T Act. And what doesn't help me is him sitting in a cell here getting used to the fact he's in the cage. As I see it, young fellow, getting my friend into the interrogation room and the right frame of mind is more important than your fucking colonel getting a backslap from his general. Got it? Ferris thought he liked the man. He was laughing quietly. Got it. Round here, Mr. Rennie. You might believe that the capture of old McAnally added up to the final victory. It was a big, weathered face that confronted Ferris. There was no crack of a smile. The hairs of the moustache were splayed out. There was a nick from a fast shave on the throat. The breath was of cigarettes and gin. The ceiling light glowed on the high forehead. Tomorrow, if I can take the time off from old McAnally, I'll have two funerals to go to. Good friends so I'm not in the mood for a laugh in your mess. I want McAnally now.
I want you and the lad who identified him down at Castlereagh in the afternoon for statements. He's already in police custody. Why don't you just bloody take him? There's a form for these things. He's going to appear in court long after you've been ferried out and back to war games in Germany. Long after you've gone, some smart lawyer will be putting the arrest procedure under a scope. You won't be here, but I will. So I say that everything has to be right, and I'm taking him from your charge. Got it? Ferris led the way, out into the night air and across to the police cells, down the corridor, escorted by a constable. The crash of the keys, the swish of the door, McAnally sat.